What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Some of these women do get paid to go on all of these vacations that you see them posting about. And they get paid by these men who just need some girls to hang around them so they can feel good about themselves because money doesn't buy a bigger penis, but it does buy a bunch of models. So it's Violet Benson, your favorite meme queen and the big sis you didn't ask for, but need. Welcome to Almost Adulting. Almost Adulting. Are you ready? Hi, besties, and welcome to a brand new Almost Adulting. With me, your host, your big sister, your lover, your mother, your father, your everything, (laughs) Violetta Benson. Welcome to a brand new Benson Knows Best. This is the segment that we have every other Tuesday. Really quickly before we get started, please save and download today's episode. It always helps. This is the number one podcast for mental health and dating advice. And I want to continue keeping it at number one by you downloading today's episode. Make sure to share with your friends if you love this episode. Make sure to subscribe if you're not already subscribed. And please, 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 by the end of this episode or right now, if you love me, go ahead and write me a five-star review on the podcast app. And then if you want to talk to me afterwards, take a screenshot and send it to me. And I will be so thankful. I may even Venmo you some money as a thank you, okay? So write me that five-star review on the podcast app if you haven't already. It's very helpful. Really quick to clarify, since I saw one negative review last week, (laughs) my Tuesday episodes are not the norm of the podcast. The main part of the podcast are my Thursday episodes. Those are the long episodes. They're the ones with the guests. They're the ones with the solo. But it's all about mental health and us growing together, manifesting, and learning together. Tuesday episodes are more of the fun episodes. They're for the girlies who don't have the patience, the girlies with the ADHD, the girlies with the IBS that have to go to the bathroom every five minutes. (laughs) Whatever it is, it's for the girlies that maybe don't feel like having another serious drive in the car. They just want to laugh. They just want to chill. They don't want to be writing notes all the time on how to better themselves. They don't feel like bettering themselves. They just want to chill the F out. That's for those girlies. The Tuesday episodes are for my younger audience and just the ones that are more laid back and chill. And it's also all about you guys. So to explain the structure, Thursday episodes, again, are the longer episodes where it's all about growth. And it's also where I have amazing guests from my friends to experts to celebs and so on. Every other Tuesday, we have Benson Knows Best, which is where I give you advice. I am considering starting to do a live call-in, by the way, next month in March where I will be telling you a specific time to call in and you'll be able to call in and ask for your question live. 
I think that's going to be super fun. But for now, today, we are just doing whatever you asked me in DMs or called in and left me a voicemail. And then the other two's episodes, the other every other two's episodes are Confession Corner. Those are all about you guys, where every month I pick a topic. And for that month, based on that topic, you guys call in and leave me voicemails with a crazy story regarding that topic, whether it's a crazy sex story, a crazy terrible dating story, your sugar daddy stories. And in the future this year, we will also have moments where you'll be able to call in and ask for forgiveness from someone you love or tell me about someone that you miss. It's it's amazing. I, I love Confession Corner because it focuses on you guys. And normally those episodes I listen on my own or bring in a friend and we have fun together listening and sharing our stories okay so today i first wanted to start off with some personal questions you guys asked me it's funny because i either get comments from you where you complain not complain i don't like that word you (laughs) vent (laughs) i'm i don't know you have comments remarks where you feel that i don't share enough and then i get the opposite and where if I do share, sometimes you may feel like it's TMI. So then you have remarks where you feel like it's too much. TMI, I'm oversharing. So I don't really know how to be in the middle. So today I'm not sharing anything gross per se. But you guys did ask me some questions. And I first wanted to start with the number one question I get a lot. And that is Violetta. I know you know this shit. I know you hang out with a bunch of celebs all the time. And I know the crowd that you hang out with in LA. Please spill some of the best kept secrets in Hollywood. Well, you know what? I looked at that question. I said, Jessica, I will do exactly that. So I wrote down some things that I realize now that feel normal to me, but may not be normal to someone outside of this industry or outside of LA who someone who didn't grow up in Los Angeles. I wrote like seven or eight things that are, would say, quote unquote, best kept secrets in Hollywood. And I'm spilling the tea, okay? I'm going to be as transparent as possible. It's gonna be obnoxious and it's gonna be a what the fuck, but I'm just gonna go with it, okay? Here's what you need to know. Number one, most models that you know or super well-known, not only do they in fact have a ton of work done, but many of them get lipo between their legs for skinnier gap, or they get lipo in other places, but super minor lipo. But most of the models you see do have some type of lipo on their body. It's very common. Number two, most models that I know, and many skinny influencers that I know, they all actually have boob jobs and the boob jobs are are for b cups there are super popular surgeons that are very well known to give you small boobs and that's how they're able to kind of fill in their shirts without their breasts looking fake but most of the models that you see on instagram like victoria's secret models and other models i can't say their names they have boob jobs for small boobs b-cups specifically number three most celebs and models that i know have fat transfers in their bodies (laughs) i can't believe i'm being so honest yes 
And the reason they say they don't have plastic surgery is because it's either a fat transfer or a filler. Because a lot of people that I know, they don't have enough fat. So then they have to then have filler placed in those areas. And the areas are their bums or their boobs. So if you suspect, okay, so this person's not my friend. So that's why I'm able to say, if you suspect someone like, Emily Ratatouli Amaretta, whatever her name is, having kind of a really juicy bum for such a petite girl or even juicy breasts. And you're like, are they fake? Is it fake? I can't tell. It's most likely filler or fat transfer, specifically her bum. And doctors will be able to confirm it. The next one is, you suspect this, and I'm going to confirm this. Everyone in Hollywood does cocaine. Yes, and everyone now also does special K. I'm not gonna say everyone, most of them do. I'm one of those people that doesn't, but most of them now do cocaine or ketamine, which by the way, I find ketamine disgusting. It's a horse tranquilizer. I literally cannot understand why people do this. It's weird to me, but it is what it is. A lot of them do it. Cocaine is how a lot of these party girls stay awake. I am on Adderall, so I stay awake with them. <laughs> There's also a crowd in Hollywood that does not do cocaine and they stick to more natural things like weed or shrooms, specifically chocolate shrooms. Since I'm being fully transparent, I'm just going to call myself out and I may lose some sponsors for this, but I am part of that crowd. I'm more into holistic and things that are grown from the ground, <laughs> natural things, and I do dabble in chocolate shrooms. There's a lot of research behind it that it helps with anxiety, with depression, all those things. So I, I am a dabbler in chocolate shrooms, specifically because I don't like to drink. Most of the time, more than usual, I don't drink. So sometimes if I don't feel like being sober around all of the people that I'm out with, I will then dabble in some chocolate shrooms. And that also helps me stay awake and stay up till like 5 a.m. That was really honest of me. But yeah. I don't do hard drugs, but can't deny that I'm, I fuck with shrooms. Okay, next one. This one's a pretty shocker as well. So not only do influencers, celebrities, podcasters, and people in this industry, we get offered a ton, so many free clothes and makeup and bags. But not only that, we now also get offered this is going to sound terrible, but it's the truth. And I, I want you to be aware of it because I want you to understand why all these girls that you look up to look the way they do. They were not born with it. We now all get also offered free Botox, fillers, cool sculpting, microblading, facials, personal training, every non-surgical thing that you could possibly think of. Your favorite influencers and celebrities have been offered it for free specifically more influencers than than celebrities i'm not that they're not celebrities specifically influencers get all of the stuff offered for free my actor friends all happen to pay for it <laughs> and i always make fun of them because they don't know how to hustle and for some reason uh they always pay for it but influencers they get everything offered for free even though i no longer consider myself an influencer i am definitely in that category that I have been offered all of those things for free. Now, it's become so popular, all this free stuff, that even recently, I have been offered free plastic surgery, 
like invited to fly out to Turkey to get whatever plastic surgery I wanted while they pay for my flight, my hotel, my vacation, and the surgery. How insane is that? Obviously, as you can see, I'm not in Turkey. <laughs> so clearly, I declined because there's just, I literally cannot think of anything that I want to get done or need to get done. I, I have enough insecurities as it is. I don't need, I just believe that the more you focus on those things, the more issues you find in yourself. And someone that was born already with no enamel in my teeth and was insecure with my teeth my whole life. And then when I finally fixed my teeth and I still didn't love myself, I kind of got to learn that love starts from within, not from the outside. So I kind of do my best to really be careful with whatever it is that I've, I get done. And I've always been very open when I've gotten something done. So yeah, that's that. And honestly, even though... I get all of these things offered to me for free. I wish I took more advantage of it, but unfortunately I don't. I don't know if it's because I'm super lazy and I'm such a homebody that I just rather stay at home or if it's because it's so in front of me now so much and I get it offered so much that I think it lost the value of it to me personally. It's kind of like I look at it almost as like weed. When I was younger, I used to think we were so cool and then we became legal and then I just didn't care to do it anymore because it just didn't feel as cool anymore. It was cooler when you couldn't get it. So I think that's why it's that way. But I don't know. Maybe it's also because my parents are so anal about my face that every day we FaceTime and they always look at me and they're like, did you get something done? Be honest, Violetta. You scared me, Violetta. You scared me. I'm scared for you. And I'm always like, no, mother, relax. I'm not doing anything. But as you know, I have gone Botox. I only started for the first time in my life last year at 33. I do think everyone's different, maybe because I have a baby face or oily skin. So I have wrinkles maybe slower, I think, when people have oily faces. But yeah, I started last year with Botox and now I'm on my third round and I get baby Botox with Dr. Rosh Kanodia. And I also, as you know, I had lipo under my chin. So I did that and with Dr. Nazarian. And then after that, I got filler in my chin again with Dr. Kanodia. And of course, I have veneers because I was born with a birth defect. I have no enamel on my teeth because I was born with no vitamin D. That is a thing that happens to a lot of Eastern European people, I think. I was born in November in Russia, and during that time, there's no sun, which is why I'm vitamin D deficient. Not only that, I was also born with a crooked leg. That's another story for another time. But yeah, that's why I was bullied most of my childhood for my super yellow and deformed teeth and through health insurance, uh, dental insurance. It will cover most of it. I will continuously was fixing my teeth to bondings, lumineers, veneers, and so on. And then before I came out as daddy issues, I redid my teeth to the celebrity Hollywood teeth. The celebrity Hollywood teeth, the ones that don't are not covered by insurance. So the only type of veneers that I'm able to get for my type of teeth that don't show the yellow underneath it. I don't feel like getting into it. I feel like I've talked about it before. I can dive into that on another episode but I hate to admit this because people are going to bully me for admitting this but obviously it still cuts deep 
when I talk about it, it's traumatizing. So I hate getting into it. But look, nothing anyone can say about my teeth at this point can hurt me because I've said it all to myself. But it's still re-talking about it, you know, pains me a bit. So that's that. Okay, the next one is pretty freaking dope. I don't think many people know this. Another Hollywood secret, best kept Hollywood secret is there are locations in Los Angeles and other places outside of LA that are designated specifically for celebrities to recover from plastic surgery. They are closed off to the public and they're usually located on a blocked off floor in a hotel or some random location that you would never guess was there. If you don't believe me, an example is SLS Hotel is one of the locations that has one of the biggest celebrity treatment for post-op surgery. They have a whole floor blocked off and they wheel in the celebrities or the rich people that got plastic surgery from their back doors. And there's a special elevator for those people, the regular people who are staying at SLS cannot access. And then it gets to that special floor that's blocked off. The cost runs around $1,200 minimum. I'm pretty sure the price is higher now. $1,200 minimum a night to stay there. It does not include all of the extra fees that go into it. It's a full service, full meals. They have nurses that check on these people all day and change their medicine. There's menus that you get to look at and decide what you want to get. And it's basically just a five-star treatment and a lot of times when people stay there and they need to take time off and they don't want to admit that they are getting plastic surgery usually they would just say that to check in somewhere for exhaustion or whatever it is and they just go off the grid that's not just the sound of that first sip of morning joe it's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, another... Hollywood kept secret. You may not know this or believe this, but famous actors and influencers, men specifically, they also get a lot of work done. This was a shock to me. I didn't even realize it until I started paying close attention. They get facials to Botox to fillers, even lip fillers. So many male influencers and celebrities actually have lip fillers. It's pretty mad. And then I would say one of the last things I'm just going to add in, a lot of the models or hot influencers that you see on Instagram are technically what you would consider back in the day escorts. So I'm confirming this. Some of these women do get paid to go on all of these vacations that you see them posting about. And they get paid by these men who just 
need some girls to hang around them so they can feel good about themselves because money doesn't buy a bigger penis, but it does buy a bunch of models. So when you see these girls, they're either being paid to go on this vacation by these men, but they just, it's not called escorting anymore. It's just called being a hot model on Instagram. It's become so common that a lot of them now don't even get paid anymore. They're just going and enjoying to go on the free trip. So basically, this is where rich dudes or famous guys, when they go on vacation, they want some hot girls on their boats. They'll basically have someone who gives them a list of all the models or influencers. And these guys will handpick who they want to join them on their boats or St. Bart's or Dubai or Europe or London there any place that's tropical or any place that's expensive and you're like how the fuck did this girl get to go there while i'm working a nine to five on a tuesday it's because some really rich dude or famous guy handpicked her and her friends to go stay with him and their dudes they're not promised sex or anything like that it's basically just a nice feeling to have a bunch of beautiful women around and then the women get to enjoy free vacation but yes, nine out of 10 times, the girls are also fucking the guys. Now, you know. So usually one of the friends will have to take one for the team. But sometimes, you know, the guys are good looking. I don't know. But it does happen. But now, now, you know, when these girls are in Dubai, Europe, London, whatever, they are in fact on vacation under a man's tab. That is happening. Yes. Also, a lot of women nowadays are getting offered money for sex. This includes very famous influencers, actors, models, and all that. And that is a very, very, very hush-hush kept secret in Hollywood. And to be honest, when I found out about it, I was so appalled and so disgusted because not once, not once has anyone offered me money for sex. <laughs> And I remember when this guy told me about this, he thought it was going to be discussed. And I said, are you fucking kidding me? And he said, yeah, V, I know, I know, I know. This sounds gross. And I said, no, no. Are you joking? Am I, what, what am I? What am I? Am I invisible to you people? <laughs> am I some disgusting cow? What is this? Why have I never been offered money in exchange for sex? Not once. How dare these people? And he said, he said, V, maybe you just come off very unapproachable. So you know what? I'm just going to pretend that's the case. But not once have I been offered. And I'm talking about these guys offer like $10,000, $20,000, $30,000, And yeah, okay, I wouldn't bang a dude for $10,000. But you know what? Everyone has a price. And so do I. <laughs> I'm just saying. We all have a price for anything. So never say never. But I'm, I'm offended. Okay? I'm offended. All right. Next. Somebody asked me. So hopefully you enjoyed this little Hollywood's best kept secrets. And we're going to stop there. Next, I'm going to tell you some about me. So some of you asked me. V. Tell us some things about you that we don't know. Okay, let's go. Let's go, bestie. I don't know. Maybe you'll know some of these, okay? So let's be a little annoying, positive podcaster right now. So instead of saying take a shot 
Every time I give you something about me that you already know, instead of taking a shot, say something nice to yourself every time I give you a fact about myself that you already knew, okay? That way you will love yourself by the end of this. So I just wrote down like five or six, uh, counting in Hebrew. I just wrote down five things, okay? Number one, if you didn't know, I am deaf in my left ear. That is actually one of the reasons I love concerts so much because I love music so much. I just get lost in music, but the problem is it's almost like I'm constantly in hell because I can't hear it well enough. Whether I'm in an Uber in the back of the car or I'm driving with a friend who doesn't shut the fuck up. So sorry for swearing. Doesn't shut the F up while I'm trying to listen to music. Just in general, it's never loud enough. I can't get lost in it. So concerts is the only time where I feel it all the way through my body. And I finally get to experience the song in my bones and feel it in my heart and my emotions. You know, I'm a sensitive girly deep down on the inside with my heart shell because I'm Russian, a Scorpio. But deep down, I'm sensitive and I just get lost in music. It means the world to me. It changes my mood. I like to be a little loner and just listen to my to my beats. So concerts are one of my favorite things because I'm so thankful to be able to hear even if it's just with one ear. It's never been a problem for me until the pandemic. I never realized that it was an issue. I never really cared that I was deaf in one of my ears until the pandemic where everyone had to wear masks. And at that point, I wasn't able to, to read people's lips and I wasn't able to hear people. And that was very rough for me for two years. It was the first time that I felt, uh, I'm sorry for using this term improperly. I don't know the, the correct English description but it was the first time they made me feel not normal or handicapped in some way that I didn't know how to fix the situation because I couldn't hear people well and I, again I couldn't read their lips and it, it, and I started to feel very ashamed and embarrassed of that fact especially because I think when you tell people oh sorry I'm deaf in my in one of my ears I think people just use that all the time. Like, I can't hear you. I'm so deaf. Or like, oh my God, I'm like so blind. So people never under, I think you may not take that seriously. And then I felt embarrassed to even say it. So then I stopped leaving my house because <laughs> I was just, I didn't want to deal with trying to explain myself to people. And I didn't want to, and I was, I started to get nervous about running into people that I wouldn't be able to hear or understand. So it was a whole thing, but luckily we're done with that. So that's that. Okay, next one is my dream place to visit in the whole world is Japan. I just really want to see cherry blossom season. And that's my dream vacation, Japan. I'm obsessed with the culture. I'm obsessed with the fashion. I'm obsessed with the kawaii girls. I'm obsessed with all of it. Japan's it for me. I'm obsessed with their movies, with their shows. I just love everything about the culture. The next one is, I don't have a type. It's always changing, but my current type are men with brown hair and blue eyes. Bonus, they're British. And it seems that I am attracted to younger guys. I feel like that's kind of why on the Nick Vial's episode, I kind of said that I'm pro age gap because I was kind of trying to defend myself. My age gap is five years older, five years younger. So 
the cutoff for me to date a younger man is if five years younger than me. And by the way, even five years younger than me feels weird because sometimes I feel like I'm their mother. <laughs> so, but it's some, I don't know what it is. I tend to be more attracted to men who are younger than me. Like two, three years younger is usually the sweet spot. Sometimes four or five, but obviously it doesn't feel like that lasts. But I don't know, I haven't really been dating lately. So, but I am slowly getting back into it. The next one is something most people don't know about me is although on the podcast and in videos I create on the internet, I speak freely and I'm cursing or talk about sex in real life. The truth is I rarely curse in real life. I think it's because the way my parents just were so strict with dirty words that even in Russian, my first language, I know no curse words in that language. They always warn me to never curse in Russian because they saw only drunk people curse that way and like rush, drunk Russians or something like that. So every time I say a bad word, like my parents would almost you know, want to beat the shit out of me for it. So to this day, I still don't curse. I feel weird about it. They kind of always told me that only uneducated people who don't know how to fill in a sentence have to curse and that way I but by the way my sister who's more educated than me and is an attorney <laughs> curses all the time which was a shock to me but apparently it's an attorney thing and they all curse but yeah I don't curse and it's a turnoff for me to date anyone that curses I don't like it I'm not a potty mouth not my thing and I can't date someone that curses all the time not judging anyone that else curses. I'm just telling you something about me. Obviously, because of how I was raised, it makes me uncomfortable to curse. So that's that. Um, the last thing about me is that my favorite hobbies are puzzles, escape rooms, chess, or any type of other games. I love concerts, as I already explained. I love anything that's a competition because I love winning. I love museums. I love roller coaster rides. I love scary movies, action movies, mystery, magic. Oh my gosh. I want to go to Magic Castle so bad. Apparently you have to be a member. So if anyone's a member and wants to take me or if Magic Castle wants to offer me to go, I would do anything. I love magic, magic shows, magic movies, watching magic. And I would love to go to Magic Castle. That's like my dream date. I also love anything supernatural shows and things like that. I love anything that gets my adrenaline pumping, pumping. I love anything that makes me feel like I'm about to die <laughs> or anything that makes my mind race. And one thing I hate, 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 and I cannot do is I cannot watch documentaries. It's just so boring and I will fall asleep. I don't get the point. I rather just Google what happened instead of watching seven episodes about the longest dumbest shit i'm good maybe it's my adhd but i just can't do it all right that's enough about me now i'm gonna dive into some to some questions that you had okay so the first question that someone asked me this one made me very sad violetta i need to change my perspective how do i accept that something really shitty happened to me and not allow it to make me a bitter and cynical person because I think I'm getting very, very close to becoming that type of person and it's really scaring me. Hmm. That makes me really sad because obviously as any human being with emotions who's existing, I can relate to it. You're not alone. We've all been there. And first of all, bravo for being so self-aware that you can tell that it's happening to you. And bravo that you can admit that 
you don't want to be that person. I think that's the first step. So honestly, you're already on your way out. The issue is it is hard to get out of it because the problem with anger is that holding a grudge, hating someone or hating a moment that happened to you or hating yourself or something, the person who hurts the most is yourself. And it sucks, you know, because someone hurts us. And it's not fair. It's not fair. Why should they be so happy? And, you know, I hate them. I wish they, I wish badly on them and this and that. And in the end, it's hard to watch someone else, you know, live a good life while you're still hurting. And it makes you angry and it makes you bitter. But that bitterness, that anger, that grudge, it's only growing inside of you and it's only hurting you. So holding a grudge and feeling bitter, it feels worse than anger because... The problem is when you feel hopeless, like you are feeling right now, where you're becoming cynical, it makes us feel helpless. And helpless is, I believe, one of the worst feelings you can experience because when you're hopeless, you feel like there's no way out, you know? Other emotions, at least you can feel something, but feeling helpless with no hope, there's nothing. The only way you can get through life is with hope. So the problem with what this person described and the question is that when you start to feel like life has dealt you a bad hand or whatever it is, you start to become cynical and you start to project an angrier, uglier version onto everyone else around you. And you don't realize you're doing it, but you start to hate everyone around you. You start to think everyone around you is worthless until you start to believe that you are as well. Your bitterness turns you then into somebody who's angry, combative, short-tempered, and unlikable. And the more you tell yourself, the more you project this, the more isolated you're going to become. You're going to push everyone else away who's going to try to love you or be kind to you because your inner lack of self-love is going to blind you until there's going to be no one left around you because who wants to be around someone who's so cynical and bitter and angry all the time it's basically a self-fulfilling prophecy you hate everyone around you you think everyone else is the problem and then they start to back off and then you start to think no one wants to be around me and then again it starts to happen because no one wants to be around you you tell yourself that you're so unlovable and then you become just that unlovable so if you want to change that first of all like i said you already did the first step where you are self-aware. It's all about waking up every single day and you asking yourself, whatever is happening in your life, is this working for me? And then one day when you wake up and you say, is this working for me? Being this bitter, angry person. Because guess what? This shit happened. It happened in the past and there's nothing I can do to fix this. I'm playing the same movie over and over again. And the outcome is the same every single day. Is this working for me? Being this bitter person that I'm so scared of becoming and I see myself becoming, is this working for me? Being so fucking angry all the time, is it working for me? No. So if tomorrow you finally wake up and you realize, no, it's not working for me, then you can make a change. You do have a choice and you do get to decide if it's not working for you. So then you have to take little baby steps by doing nicer things to yourself, by first forgiving yourself for not knowing any better, forgiving yourself for feeling all these emotions that you're feeling. Because by the way, rage, anger, 
Those are feelings that people look down upon, but I love them. I live for chaos. Those emotions, if rage is all you have left, do not suppress it. Use it. Let your rage fuel you to be better, to rise up, to become stronger and more resilient version of yourself. Take all that rage and become the person you're meant to be to prove everyone else wrong. Everyone who thought you were going to become the cynical person, including yourself. Prove If you have nothing to prove to anyone else, then prove yourself wrong. That you will not become the cynical person you thought you're going to become. Get up. And use that bitterness and turn it into passion, into success and whatever it is in your life that needs to change. The secret about anger is in those moments, it's one of the strongest emotions you can feel and it actually energizes you and research shows it provides you with motivation, with power, with push, with drive, determination, assertiveness. It gives you action. It's one of the only times when you're feeling anger where you don't second guess yourself. So you get to fully just move. So move into turning your anger into art. Take all that energy that you're spending on shit that doesn't matter, like the past or people that didn't love you or whatever it is. And understand that, yes, you cannot change how people feel about you. You cannot change the past, but you can change the present and the future. And you can choose to live a better life. And you know what? By the way, I was literally there like two weeks ago or a week ago, maybe a few days ago. I was feeling like I was in a rut. And then finally, I just, I said, I I don't want to, I'm so over this, enough. And I got up and I finally, I was struggling leaving my house. And I was struggling feeling like there's nothing exciting in my life. So I created exciting opportunities in my life. I booked to go to New York March 1st for the day. And I booked some, I mean, it's for work, but still, I finally worked out for the first time last week after not working out for over a year. I didn't know how to start. So then I just started. I just did it. Okay. So the first step is just to do it. Okay. So I hope that helps. Um, the next one. Okay. I'll do a short one. Okay. I'm going to finish this off with somebody asked me. I don't know if this is toxic or immature of me, but I'm going to ask anyway. How can you make a guy chase you? What are your best three to five tips to accomplish this? Well, number one is don't like him back. (laughs) If you want a guy to chase you, the best advice I can give you that's not toxic is just do you. Continue focusing on your own life and that's how the guy will chase you so number one be available but not too available like leave some mystery have your own life continue to have your own life number two set boundaries and really stick to them so if you want him to treat you like you're a queen then first you got to treat yourself that way a lot of times my words and my actions don't match if i say i deserve the best or i deserve a man that takes action takes and asks me out then I need to not accept the bare minimum if a guy is texting me to just last minute be like, W-Y-D, what are you doing? And uh, do you want to hang out later without making any actually set concrete plans? If you set your boundaries of what you want, then you must stick to them, even if that means rejecting the guy that you thought you liked, then he's not for you. The next one is be flirty, but not in a sexual way, especially in the beginning. 
do not accidentally turn it into sex, no matter how exciting it is, because I've been there as well, you will ruin it. The next one is do not put out too fast. I know some people don't agree with this with me, but if you are trying to get to know a man and you're looking to date and to have him chase you, I'm not talking about casual dating. I'm talking about real chase, real dating. Do not put out too fast. That is part of the mystery and part of getting to know each other. The next one is be confident. Don't show him your insecurity, including about other women, about who he's following, about any of that. In the beginning, keep him mysterious, okay? You're the best woman this guy can ever date. So know that and don't compete with anyone because there's no one else to compete with. He only has eyes for you, okay? And most of all, just be yourself. When you're being yourself, people can sense it, people can feel it, and that's why people are drawn to you, okay? I really hope that helps. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed making it. Again, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast if you're not already. Please leave me a five-star review when you finish listening to this episode right now. It's so helpful, especially because I read all of them and I need some five-star reviews, especially because I saw a negative one. I'd appreciate it, but I understand the feedback. So yeah, and I am looking forward to Thursday's episode. Thursday's episode, we have our favorite villain coming back on my podcast, Francesca Ferrago. So tune in to that episode. Okay, I love you besties. Be safe, be smart, be well, and be kind to yourself. Mwah.